0: Welcome to The Virtual Sanctuary. I am your host and founder of The Virtual Sanctuary, Martina Hagler. Here in The Virtual Sanctuary, our focus is providing the resources, tools, operational, and marketing solutions needed to expand the capability of the church through digital technology for 21st century discipling. As you know, in today's environment, we have been forced in a period of time where technology is critical to how we connect the church and the parishioner. And so as we expand our conversation today, we're going to have a Q&A session with church members and attendees to understand their perspective, their needs on how they want to connect with their church in today's environment today in the virtual sanctuary we will expand our conversations with the q a to hear different perspectives from the church we will talk to different ministerial leaders board members trustees and also speak with volunteers and attendees of the church to understand what their need is in today's environment as they try to connect with their church during this pandemic. It has been challenging for many churches as we've been faced with a critical moment of connecting, communing, and discipling when we've been impacted by not attending church in many areas of the country. And so today we're gonna expand our conversation and get some insight and hear different perspectives on how the church would like to connect with their parishioners as well as how parishioners would like to connect with their church. So grab your digital devices and come on along with us, take notes as we talk about connecting the church through digital technology. Let's connect with ministry leaders in our next conversation as they talk about how they're using their social media platforms as their resource for connecting with their church.
1: We're Elders Jamie and Joe Patterson, and one of the ways in which we uh, connect with the ministry that we're a part of uh, via technology. Uh, Is through some of the common social media platforms, YouTube, uh, Facebook, social media, uh, in some aspects, uh, Instagram, uh, social media, TV. And of course, as well um,
2: as streaming live.
1: As well, as streaming live. Many, yeah. many of the congregations have their own uh, tool, if you will, a platform right. that feeds through these other social platforms. I know for me personally, um, I prefer YouTube. Uh, I just think it's convenient. Um, I can pull it up on my phone. Most of your smart TVs have apps in place, uh, and usually YouTube is one of the standard apps. So that's my personal preference. I don't know about you.
2: No, we enjoy the same formats, and the streaming live is so wonderful that in this um, age and time that we have that ability, that we have the technology to be able to stream safely from our homes, um, especially since we're not able at this time to gather together. So I think exactly. that platform, YouTube, and it works for us. Our whole family joins together exactly. That's right. right here in our living right room. Right here in our living room. And we are, attend service every Sunday morning together as a family. Yep,
1: yep. So hey, for the Pattersons, YouTube is the preferred choice. We've been pleased with it and also grateful uh, just great. from a, a worship standpoint. And in terms of staying connected with with the ministry that we're a part of, we're grateful that the ministry, the church we're part of, was already on the cutting edge to uh, gradually and easily make this transition and adjustment, uh, particularly during this time of the pandemic.
2: So we had that technology already already in place. place. Yes. And so many Sundays when, you know, for whatever reason, if we were traveling or we were on vacation, we were still Mm -hmm. able to pull that up and stream live from that's wherever right. we were in the world so that's right it's been a wonderful wonderful addition to um, our phones yes. um, uh, our tablets exactly just being able to have church in if your we hands if we were in the car if we if were, were in, in the plane, car wherever we, we are stream and
1: I, and I think one of the reasons i personally like you too, i'm i'm more of a um i'm very focused during service particularly yeah. when a sermon and sermon is being presented I'm not so much the social feed typer right. uh, while the sermon is going forth. Right. So that's one of the reasons that that's my preference. It's not that I don't I, I don't enjoy uh, engaging in those dialogues and that that back and forth with uh, other individuals that are watching service. But YouTube is for me. I just click it right. and I'm right there. We're
0: zoned in.
2: So it's for me too. We do it as a family. All right. And there are
0: so many churches that have church members and attendees who are always traveling always on the go and may not necessarily be able to physically attend church every sunday or during a bible study in today's society many of us are so busy and many churches are facing opportunities to understand how do they connect with their church members when they physically may not be able to attend church as a result of work as a result of their busy schedules and lives taking place today. And as you know, in this pandemic, many churches are still not opening their doors for church members to attend, and they are worshiping virtually. So let's listen to one of our church perspectives on busy schedules and what they do and what their need is to attend their church as they experience such a busy schedule that prohibits them from always attending church in a physical format.
3: Church and technology really go hand-in-hand, hand. but I'll be honest with you, I never thought they went hand-in-hand hand, uh, growing up. I went to a very small church. Um, when I say small, I mean congregation of about 30 people, where we would drive about an hour to get there. My Uncle John was the pastor of the church. So when I went to church, it was just you read your hymns, you sang some songs, you listened to the message, and then you, know, you left. And you took whatever you took from that message, and you would move on and wait till next Sunday and do it again. However, my thoughts on technology and church are much, much different. You know, before, they were non-existent. I didn't think they really belonged together. I never thought about them. But today, I go to a much bigger church, a mega-church, if you will. And I think technology and church are absolutely critical. Because, for one, besides the fact that we're in a pandemic, uh, I do travel. And while I absolutely love going to church in person... And getting the messages that I need, sometimes I'm on the road. And I don't want to always go to another church. I want to go to my church. I want to hear my bishop speak the message because that is who speaks to my heart and to my soul and feeds me the way I need to be fed in terms of the, the Lord's word and the Lord's message. So technology allows me to watch. And sometimes if I can't watch live, I can always re-watch a recording. The other better even better part of that is that sometimes there are certain messages, and I'm sure I'm not the only one, there are certain messages that happen to touch and affect you in a very, very personal way where you need to get that again because depending on the certain point you are in life, I need to hear this particular message. This message is what brought me out of, you know, whatever darkness I was dealing with. Maybe sometimes it's giving me that special advice, a special pick me up that that reminder that God is with me, that I'm not alone, whatever it is that I need to hear at that moment that keeps me on track, Um, technology allows that to happen instead of waiting for your pastor, your bishop, your reverend, whoever, to come around to that message to give you that same thing that you need, but it may not be at the same time. So technology in the church is
0: vital. Many of us, and our churches are faced with volunteers and those that attend our church on a regular basis. And we're trying to figure out how do we connect to our church members during this time. Our next perspective will be from a church attendee who shares with us how they connect.
4: So, as a life group leader, I have the opportunity to engage with our group of ladies and you know talk with them about life. Uh, talk with them about the word. And so we would meet quite frequently. Actually, our church has women's Bible study the first and third Wednesdays of the month. So our life group would meet on the second, fourth Wednesdays. And we would typically meet at a clubhouse Sometimes we might meet at a restaurant and our structure was kind of just going over um, some curriculum. And then after that, you know, fellowshipping, networking and talking with each other, learning about how each other's week has gone, learning about our families and just taking the time to connect. And so, you know, with the global economic disruption, we've had to shift. And so we've been meeting via Zoom calls. And so we schedule our Zoom calls and we follow pretty much the same format. Where we go through maybe some curriculum. Lately, we've been talking about our why and our purpose, and you know what we've learned during these new times in terms of what we learn about ourselves. You know, what have we learned about our families? How can we incorporate um, new activities into our daily schedule? We've been talking about you know what has this taught us? Um, have we been able to kind of control our own schedule more so now? than um, some of us actually being in the office and following a regular schedule in terms of maybe more um, devotion, daily devotions, reading our daily devotions and meditating, praying, and spending more time with God either in the morning or in the evening, just because we have more control of our schedule. So it gives us a chance to share um, our experiences and ideas with each other and also learn what others are doing that we might also want to incorporate. So we've been talking about any new activities that we've done lately that might be cooking and trying out new recipes. Maybe that's trying out a new physical activity or online dance or um, yoga or other activities like that. So it's really just that sense of community I think is so important. So whether we're in person or whether we're connecting via Zoom, I think what's most important for us is that we have that sense of community. We have that connection. Um, we're able to see each other's faces, right? We can tell when someone's smiling and they're having a good day. We can also tell when someone has not had a good day and might need prayer. And so I think it's so important that we've been able to use technology um, to stay connected. And I think that even when we return to some sense of normalcy, we'll still be able to connect. I think that before we used to think about sometimes how it was challenging to have us all to meet because we had ladies coming from Plano and Richardson, coming from Dallas coming from Louisville. And so we're always trying to figure out where to meet some type of central location. Now we might just decide, okay, let's hop on a Zoom call. So technology has really um, helped us to stay connected.
0: Join us for our next conversation as we hear from a board trustee. He will share his perspective on connecting with the church during this season where we're not physically able to attend church But we're still connecting, and let's hear what he has to say regarding technology and the church, communion, and connecting.
5: Hi, I'm John Tuller, a member of the AME Church family in Mount Vernon, New York. With mandatory closure and restrictions limiting meetings to no more than 10 to 25 people, we're now facing an unprecedented challenge during the COVID-19 crisis. And so, like many churches, we had to figure out how will the church operate in these times. From learning how to stream our worship service, to determining ways to coordinate how to serve the community. So we now know that we had to understand that the church needed to embrace key technologies. Because it's essential that church families meet together in some capacity. Hold a prayer vigil. Coordinate meals for members in the community. Continue to meet as small groups to conduct the basic business of the church. We have learned as a faith community that we must now embrace all of these virtual meetings. Businesses have proven the value of these resources, and by implementing them into our church, we now know that we can help to keep things as close to business as usual and as possible. Look, today's world can be scary, but using technology to stay connected doesn't have to be. YouTube is one of the most fantastic tools that we use to live stream our Virtual Church Sunday Service. And we also find that live streaming through Facebook Live is extremely simple to use for streaming ministry. It gives us the capability to interact with each other and commenters and viewers from around the country and around the world that we may have never had the opportunity to reach. So again, we find it beneficial for using virtual technology for worship, Bible study, devotion, prayer, and church meetings all of which may be more critical than ever during these trying times of anxiety, separation, and possible financial decline.
0: It is clear in this current environment that we're in that we are being affected on how we commune, disciple in an age where we're not physically able to attend church. But we are learning creative ways as we listen to the voices and the perspectives of church members that are in this environment looking to connect with their church. We are the church. Even though we are not physically gathering, our hearts are still in spaces of connectivity. And we look to provide the resources and the tools to help you better connect with your church we're so grateful for the perspectives that we heard today on The Virtual Sanctuary. And we thank you for joining us in this episode of The Virtual Sanctuary Church.
6: Thank you so much for learning with us as you undergo your transformation with digital technology. Right now, we're going to dive into a Q&A session where we can hear directly from you, address your concerns and your needs. We're going to do this through social media and also through email. So reach out to us. We're on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. Just search The Virtual Sanctuary and you'll find us and just inbox us. Let us know how we can be of service to you. So this week we have four questions and let's just get it started.
3: But my question would be, how do those small churches, like the one I grew up with, how do they get their message heard? Because those small churches, their voices mean just as much as any other church's voice. Because from those small churches, you may find that, that David that becomes King David. So I think those small churches are, are very important, but... Like I said again, during that pandemic, everyone's got to social distance, everyone's got to stay home. And so everyone who has, those small churches are all you have to go to. How do they get their voices heard? How do people get that message that they need, especially in times like this, where sometimes it feels like we're at the brink, but a message, a word can really make all the difference.
6: When it comes to the small churches, we understand that your small churches have smaller budgets and just don't have much access when it comes to various learnings that's readily available in our big metropolitan cities. So if you're a church where your parishioners don't have access to the internet and they probably don't have cell phones, then you're going to have to use a few old school methods that you just never really thought of when it came to operating or maximizing the reach of your church. All right. I don't know if you guessed it, but I'm going to say radio, FM or AM radio. That is something that most of your constituents prefer, radio. Get on the air, reach out to that local station and see how you can get involved. Be active. Don't just think nothing's possible, but actually do it. And look, if you can't get the opportunity within your area, go to another county, another city. Someone's out there that is waiting for you and waiting for your message. So don't just stay at home, go out and find where you can reach out to them. So don't just stay there, just take action. And radio is a great way to have a very broad reach, especially within your local area. Now, for some reason, if you don't wanna go about radio, Try to incorporate yourself in these community events. The word of God is needed everywhere. So don't limit yourself. Okay, if you're a local church and your parishioners have access to the internet and they have cell phones, you have literally unlimited supply of options. You just need to know, or maybe you just need encouragement to take action. For some reason i feel like you may know what you should do either through following us or just maybe from advice from a parishioner but for some reason you have yet to do so just know it is not as hard as it may seem it doesn't need to be perfect you don't need to be in a grand auditorium or a grand chapel just know you can do it from your home from your car at your workplace on your phone, on your laptop or computer. Utilize social media, email blast list, text messaging, YouTube, any type of video, and all of these things can be placed on any type of social media platform. Don't forget, podcast. Take your phone out, record yourself, take that audio, put it on a podcast, and broadcast it to the world just take action. Again, you can follow us if you want to learn about different platforms, go on YouTube and learn from a large range of marketers, but there's absolutely no excuse on why you have yet to do so if you have access to the internet. Just take action right now. So if you haven't done anything yet and you're a small church, and you have not done anything online, don't have a digital footprint, I encourage you right now, pick one platform, open up an account, and post a message, whether it's through text, video, pictures, just post right now, right now, right now, okay? That's all it takes. And even if it's just one like, one comment, that's just one more than you had before. That is one soul you're responsible for in ministering to and bringing them to Christ. So don't feel or don't compare yourself to big churches or anything like that. Everything that you have inside of you is all that you need to get the job done. All right, so let's go to our next question.
4: So I think the question for me as a leader has been, how can I inspire and really encourage these ladies that Life Group is so important and so needed, regardless of what you have going on in life, priorities, work, challenges, whatever it may be, that they see the value add in in Life Group and that the experience is so valuable and impactful that they feel like, you know what, I need this. I must be a part of a group of ladies that I can be encouraged by. And so that's my question for those that have priorities, for those that are juggling many different things, um, how can I inspire them and encourage them to stay connected and to stay engaged?
6: If you're trying to engage an audience, whether you're a volunteer, small group lead, associate pastor, pastor, bishop, all you need to do is ask them, what is it that you're looking for? What do you need from the church? Do you want prayer? Do you prefer more interactions, online interactions, in-person interactions? Ask them, what is it that they need? Don't assume your wants and needs are the wants and needs of everyone else. We're all in different stages of our Christian journey. Keep in mind, you can't treat one person like another. You can't treat everyone else in accordance to your own journey everyone has different challenges so you need to remain flexible and also be open to understanding and to hearing your parishioners and understanding what it is that they need so now once you have and understand what it is that your parishioners want i encourage you to be flexible in your delivery so if you guys meet every tuesday at seven and it's typically in person think about potentially recording it or what you can do is do it live and when you stream live there are opportunities for you to make it private it doesn't need to be broadcast amongst the world but at least make it live so it gives people to be interactive and When you do this, you then can take these recordings and post it on discussion boards or within your private groups. That way, if someone wasn't able to make it because of work or they're trying to tutor their children, they can do so at a later time. And they're also able to remain engaged with you because they have an opportunity to participate in the conversation. So be flexible. Once you understand what it is that they need, be flexible in delivering it. And just know, although you may have one small group leader, that small group leader may not be the person for all of the other folks that are involved. So maybe you need to have multiple folks leading your programming, so that some everyone in the audience can see themselves and be able to be ministered to from various voices. As leaders, staying engaged with your parishioners is everything. We wanna make sure that we are an active participant within their lives. Now, I understand you don't have all the time in the world to interact with every single person for five minutes, even if you wanted, that makes sense. But that's why you gotta use technology, digital technology, to have that reach, have that webinar, do that course, to interact and to provide the needs and the answers to the people within your ministry. So take action, ask the question, and understand what it is that your listeners need, what is it that they want, and what will keep them engaged with your programming. Our next question is coming from our online audience and it's it. How do I identify whether or not I should use Instagram versus Facebook? Since I have limited time, I don't feel I can handle both platforms. A couple of things to keep in mind is that a lot of your social media platforms are linked to each other. If you post on Instagram, there's a way to also post on Facebook at the same time so you don't really have to choose you just need to learn which platforms integrate with the other for example instagram and TikTok and twitter and linkedin you should focus more on what platform are your audience mostly on depending on your age group or educational background work background your practitioner may be mostly on Instagram or mostly on Facebook. So if you feel most of your people are on Facebook, well, I would still have that Instagram account. Just make sure the Instagram account is linked to your Facebook. Now, if most of your people are on TikTok and you're trying to figure out whether or not you should use Facebook, I would say consider opening up your TikTok, link it to your Instagram, and then have your Instagram linked to your Facebook. These are different ways of how you can bring together or address different participants within your ministry, utilizing different platforms. However, when you do it, you're not just posting on TikTok, then posting on Instagram, then posting on Facebook. No, you are finding creative ways to do one post and utilize it on all three platforms. I try to find these strategies to optimize your time in supporting your ministry. So don't think you have to do one or the other. Figure out how you can do it all, but do it in optimizing your time. So I hope this Q&A session has helped. And if you have any other questions, I strongly recommend reaching out to us. We're on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube. There are multiple ways where you can reach out to us. And if you're not on any social media platform, just email us, info at thevirtualsanctuary.com. You are more than welcome to emailing us and uh, letting us know how we can best help. There are so many ways for you to learn. So just start by taking action And interact with the individuals within your ministry, because the solution is probably right in your backyard. So just ask for help and be ready to receive.